Discovering your passion and purpose with Patty. I am your host, Patty Stulen, and I am the Chief Pathfinder of Pathways with Patty. Again, this week we have another amazing guest to tell their story of how they met challenges and obstacles head on, and not that it was always easy, but how they overcame those. And now not only are making their own world a better place, but a better place for others. Today's guest is Heather Mahoney. She is a certified life coach and certified passion test facilitator. She cre created Designing Your Life's Roadmap, Eight Pathways to Guide Your Exit from the Pretender Highway for those seeking to find the route to their best life. She lives in Hollywood, Florida. Well, I'm going to say good morning because I'm not going to try to, for you, it's afternoon. For me, it's morning. How are you, Heather? I am amazing today. Yes. Great day. The weather is great here in South Florida. So I'm happy. Excellent. Well, it is a pleasure to have you as my, my guest. Um, why don't you go ahead and start and tell our, our uh, audience uh, your story and the things that, where you've been and where you currently are, what you're doing. Okay, so I always say my story started on a Wednesday night around 10 o'clock, and I don't remember the year because my short-term memory doesn't allow me to remember, but I remember the day. And my now ex-husband came in and said, can we talk? And I was like, okay. Uh -huh. And he says, want to let you know that I filed for divorce and you'll oh. be served next week. Okay, and you had no idea. I had no idea that was coming. Holy cow. Wow. No wonder you remember it's a Wednesday at 10 o'clock. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so that was, that was the beginning of my emancipation. Mm, okay. But it didn't feel like an emancipation at that time because I was petrified and it was like, what was I going to do? And you know, certain things seem important and it didn't. Those were the two questions that came up into my head. And the reason why they came into my head was that I wasn't working at the time. I was at a career stop. Reason being was that um, I had a really super difficult delivery of my son. I had, I don't know if everybody know what eclampsia is, mm, but mm -hmm. it's when you become allergic to the fetus of the baby. Mm. So I had eclampsia along with health, which meant I was losing protein and I had seizures when I delivered wow. my son. Oh my gosh. So on the delivery, I went to the ICU and my son went to the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit. And a week later, I found out I had a baby because I didn't know. Oh, wow. That I had him. And I couldn't even hold him because I was so weak, so sick. And to walk 10 feet when I eventually got released from the hospital, 
to my bathroom would take me like an hour mm -hmm. because I just didn't have enough oxygen in my system to carry me forward or to move. And one night, best diet ever, don't recommend it. I lost 11 pounds. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't, don't recommend that. No, not healthy. And going to the bathroom, I would leave the bathroom and I'd end up in the bathroom two minutes later and I'd um, literally pee another gallon. Wow. So that manifested into postpartum depression that I thought my doctor was ridiculous to tell me I had postpartum depression because I didn't know I had postpartum depression. And what would mm -hmm. he know, right? Right, exactly. He's a guy. What What should he know? Yes, yeah. no, I, I mean, I wasn't crying in my soup or anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I became destructive, not to my child, but more to me internally and my career. Mm. So when he said that, okay, here's the divorce. I wasn't working, didn't really have any opportunities on the horizon. So what was I going to do? Mm -hmm. That was right. my question. And it's a big question. It is a big question, you know, because I was dealing with that. My mom was sick at the time and uh, during the process, she passed away. Mm. So you have one divorce, two, not a stable career, three health issues, and now the death of my mom. Wow. So those were the four pieces in my pie mm -hmm. that I needed to deal with. And the answer in terms of financial was that I was going to throw spaghetti against the wall and whatever was going to stick was going to stick. Hmm. And I didn't necessarily have my priorities straight, except for the mortgage and his tuition. He was in private school. That's why I keep saying tuition. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to pull him out of private school because that's the only school he ever knew. Right. And to take him out during this challenging period, not in his life, but my life wasn't fair to him. Right. So he was going to stay there. That was decision one. Two, I was going to stay in the house. So what I did to get immediate support, because I didn't want to do what I was doing, which was human resources, HR. I didn't want to do that. Mm, okay. I, I, so what I chose to do was to start a residential cleaning service. Mm. And I did that because one, it gave me immediate cash and I didn't need a lot of startup capital. Mm -hmm. Two, it gave me the opportunity that if my son wanted to participate in an after school activity, I wanted to participate in, in the PTO, almost the same as a PTA. Mm -hmm. I had that opportunity to do that. Yeah, you had the flexibility and, with that schedule. Absolutely. So that's what I did. And that's how I did it. That's how mm -hmm. I started back to rebuild in myself and my financial thing. And uh, I laugh, I laugh because during the process of it, before things got better, I live in a section of my community where there is no sewer system. 
So oh. we have septic tanks. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> like, Very aware of a septic tank. Had that myself. So the septic tank overflowed once. Oh. And you know what happens when it overflows, right? Oh, please. Oh. And I laugh. I laughed about it then. And I laugh about it today because I said to my sister, I didn't even have enough resources to clean the crap out of that. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. So, but I got it covered. Not the best way, but I got it covered. I got somebody to come and clean out the septic tank. I put in a new drain field and things like that. And then I was in litigation with the insurance company for quite a while, Ugh. about four years on, on that issue. When it rains, it pours. <laughs> it pours. But at the end of that period, it really was a saving grace because after I got settled with the insurance company, I took that resources and kind of cleaned up, stabilized myself. Mm. And it allowed me to now really focus on bringing resources into the home. So I got stabilized there. And then I started to work on rebuilding me because I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what made me happy. I didn't know what my passion was. I didn't know what my purpose was. I just didn't know me. I just know in my head, I was crazy. I was insane. I was sad. I was not happy. I was just, mm-hmm. and, um, my son had a hangout on a Sunday. I remember days. I don't remember years. My son had a hangout on a Sunday afternoon, and I had a notebook with me. And I was there, and I just started writing in the notebook. And the first thing I wrote in that notebook was peace. Oh. And it said I needed to find my peace. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, spiritually, physically. I needed to find peace in my mind. Mm-hmm. The second thing I wrote was passion. I needed to find my passion. Mm-hmm. Then I needed to find my purpose. Mm-hmm. Then I needed to find my path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after a couple of days, I looked at the notebook and I noticed that everything started with a P. Hmm. There's something in that. Yes, there is. I know from experience myself. Pathways with Patty. (laughs) So I started writing and I started finding all these words with P, you know, performance, your paradigm, your pedals, all, you know, your physiology, your psychology, all of these P words. And I started writing. I ended up with 92 P words. Oh my goodness. Wow. Two of them. I turned it into a book. Good for you. (laughs) That's the book you said. That's the book. It was the pretender. Wow. And I figured out in that process, my pattern was that I was pretending to the world, if I met you, Patty, 
And you says how amazing, fantastic. And I was lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, fake it, fake it till you make it. And I was faking it, but I wasn't making it. Yeah, that that's usually the problem, huh? Yeah. You can fake it really well, but making it, that's a that's a whole that's nother a totally thing. different story. And when I started the book, it took me seven years to get through and evolve through the book. Because what I found out was there's certain things that I needed to go through mm-hmm. and to understand before I could actually write it down. Mm-hmm. And when I finished the book, my life had completely turned around. Wow. Now, yeah. how, how long did it take you approximately to, to, to do the, from the, the moment you put peace on that page? How long from there was it to get the book done? Seven years. Seven years. That's tenacity and resilience right there, baby. Seven years. And I didn't work on it consistently for seven years. Right. But it was seven years from from start to finish. And I am so much better because of it. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about me. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about the world. I learned so much about, I have this phrase that I use. I own my pimples. That's it. I've not ever heard that one before. That's a new one. <laughs> I own my pimples, good, bad, or indifferent. They're my pimples and they made me who I am. And the lessons and that I've learned from those things are amazing because of those pimples. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I'm proud of them. Yeah, there you go. I like that. And, you know, after my mom had died, my mom and I had this relationship was like this. Mm-hmm. And it took a while after she passed for me to understand and appreciate what my mother did for us. There's... Mm four of us, three girls and a boy. I'm the youngest of four. And it took a while for me to get there, understand and say, thank you to her for what she did in being a single parent raising four kids. Right. And thank you for the jobs that I didn't like that I wanted to jump out of the windows because I was so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the ex-husband for being mean. And it wasn't that the fact that he wanted to divorce. It's just how he did it. Mm -hmm. And that was hurtful for me. But today I say thank you because I would not have let go of my Linus blanket. Oh, yeah. To evolve, to become who I am. So... I thank him today for letting, allowing me to let go of the security and face the challenges and the fear of growing into mm-hmm. who I am. That, I mean, number one, that's pretty mature. Number two, that is inspirational because as I know, I've talked with some of my other guests, uh, when we hold on to that hatred or that dislike or distrust, it's it's taking up valuable real estate and what why are we giving someone that much power right right and that's a p word power yes it is that's right yes it is <laughs> <laughs> but 
you know, I learned another P word, which was pride. Mm -hmm. And that one was funny. It was, I didn't have much cash, but I had to register my car. And I went to the tax agency to register the car. And they only, well, they took cash, check, and card. And I was like, in my head, okay, if I used the debit card, they were still going to charge me a fee. So let me use cash. All right. So I didn't have enough cash in my purse to do it. So I said, okay, let me go to the bank and get some cash. And on the way to the bank, I saw a grocery store. It's called Publix here, P word. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I stopped at Publix to get the cash and I bought some gum. And on the way out of the store, I, uh, I unwrapped the gum and I threw away the receipt and the wrapper. Also, what I threw away that I didn't know at the time was the money. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> so I went back to the to the, the tag agency. And I didn't have any money. <laughs> oh, man. So I said, OK, let me go back and get some more money that I really don't have. But let me go back because I needed to register the car. So I went back to the store. And on the way in, I don't know why, but I did. I looked in the garbage can and there was the receipt. And right below the receipt, there was the money. Oh my gosh. And no one else had taken it. No. So again, went back to the tag agency but on the way to the tag agency I passed a high school named Plantation High School and their mascot is Colonel Pride oh yes I had to go in the track to get the money to register the car but I found the the word pride and as what will we not do what will we not say to save our pride? Right. Yeah. Yes. So that was a lesson in itself. And it's like, okay, I'm not afraid to go in the trash. <laughs> no, not to get your money, especially <laughs> when you really don't have that much to begin with. Wow. But I, again, if I didn't go through those challenges, it wouldn't be, I would not be here. I wouldn't be in appreciation. I am in so much appreciation of being here. One, because I'm here. Two, my son is here. I have to tell you this weird story and disagree or not, this is my story. When I was pregnant with my son and I had my son very late in life, I went to the neonatologist and they give you the story, the DNA breakdown. And the DNA breakdown was that, okay, your child will not be able to speak. He won't be able to walk. He won't have any human functions. So that's where you are. And my choice was, and my girlfriend, we went to high school together. We lived three blocks from each other. We were pregnant at the same time and have the same friends. We were gonna have the baby shower together. But when she told me that, it's like, 
I don't want to have a baby shower. So I canceled my portion of the baby shower. Mm. And I decided that I was not going to see the pregnancy through. Mm-hmm. That was my decision. Judge me not, doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. So that was month four when the neonatologist told me that. For the next three months, the ex-husband and I went to every specialist that you could think of about what we can do to save the pregnancy. Because I, I really didn't want to have the child. I was old. I was older. Mm-hmm. And I didn't necessarily want to go through that again. Mm-hmm. So we decided that we were going to end the pregnancy. In Florida, because of the restrictions, we couldn't have an abortion here in the state of Florida. Okay. So we chose that we were going to have the procedure in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Started scheduling the appointment with the doctor, speaking with the nurse, making the arrangements, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. New Year's Eve, 2003, going into 2004, I had an ear bubble that I couldn't pop. And it was for three or four days. I couldn't pop it. It was just just, just this center of my chest, this little, it felt like you wanted to burp, but you couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I had that and it was just, I couldn't sleep. So starting New Year's Eve, because I had dinner with my friend and her husband, me and the ex-husband. And New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, just uncomfortable. January 6, 2004, I had an appointment with my gynecologist, went into his office. No, first I should say, I went to work at three o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep. Oh my gosh. Maybe that'll help. (laughs) Maybe it'll help. (laughs) I I went into work at three o'clock and I just couldn't sleep. I went to my appointment with him at eight o'clock. I I love early appointments because I hated to wait. So I went in, his um, medical assistant came in, she took my blood pressure. She excused herself. He came back a couple of minutes later. He took my blood pressure. And he took it again a, a third time. Hmm. And he says, you know, Heather, can you do me a favor? And I'm like, okay, what's the favor? He says, I want you to go to the hospital. I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to get in your car and go. Don't stop at the store. Don't go to work. Don't go to the bank. Just go to the hospital. Promise me, swear to me, you'll do that. Hmm. Okay, fine. I promise, I swear, I'll just go straight to the hospital. So I went to the hospital and number one thing in life, I'm waiting. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm there well, from nine o'clock. Well, what did, what did you tell them you were there for? Well, I told them um, that my doctor wanted me to come. He said he was going to call and let them know. Okay. So when I got there, I told them that, hey, he wanted me to 
check in with you guys and to be here. And they said, okay, have a seat. And I was waiting and waiting. And I had this stupid ear bubble. I couldn't pop. I'm hungry. I go to lunch. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're hungry. <laughs> How do you eat? So I go to lunch. And I come back about two. And they're upset with me because they couldn't find me. Yes. And, you know, so they triage me. And I, not even on television, have I seen people move as quickly? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was in a room. I was hooked up to more machines than I've ever seen in my life, except, don't know. <laughs> and he comes in and says, you're having the baby tonight. Whoa. And, you know, so I called the ex-husband and I said, doctor says I'm having the baby tonight. And he goes through a litany of um, vocabulary that you don't want to hear. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> we'll just pretend. Yeah. So, um, and he says, but there's one challenge. I'm B positive blood. They don't have any in the hospital, so they have to wait. <laughs> Mm. okay so so um so they finally get the blood and i'm going into surgery and i remember the last thing i said to the ex-husband is don't let me die that was my quote to him and that was the last i knew for the next seven days so that was january 6th i january 13th was really when i became aware of what happened and what was happening oh. in a sense because they did the emergency c-section like i said i went to the icu he went to the nicu mm, okay and so i had the baby he was two months premature mm -hmm. and i ended up with eclampsia with help and the story right so, Right. So that's how he became. But what I wanted to tell you about the story in making the arrangements to go to Missouri is some years later, I'm watching the news and there was a, the murder of a doctor in church. Mm -hmm. And when they said the name of the doctor, it's like, oh, my God. That was the doctor I was supposed to see in Kansas City. Oh, my goodness. His name was George Tiller. Oh. And he was murdered in church by a pro-abortionist or pro-life advocate. Mm -hmm. Because they said he was doing the work of the devil and whatever it was. Right, right. Mm. But his story and his death sticks with me because it resonates because the thing, and they, and they, some would say, well, see, that's why you should never, it was my decision. It was my choice right. based on the information I knew at the time this was happening. I will say today, I am so ever grateful that he's here. My son is fine. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. He can speak, he can walk, he can talk, he can hear. All the things that the doctor said that he wouldn't be able to do, he does. 
He's a miracle. He's my miracle. Yeah. But I would still make the same decision today. Right. Based based on the information you were given. Yes. 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 As I as I believe that there are several people that would have done the same thing. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty much my story. But what I would want to say about my story is never give up. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing that I learned through my process was to write things down. Doesn't matter how big or how bold, how unbelievable they are. When you write them down, I believe that the universe will conspire to make them happen. Mm-hmm. And as a passion test facilitator, there's one quote, the secret is, when faced with a choice, decision, or an opportunity, always choose in favor of your passion. Mm, yes. And when you choose in favor of your passion, you choose it from your heart and not your head, which is based on false beliefs, ideas, and concepts. Mm-hmm. But the heart is always right. And I've learned no longer to choose with my head, but to choose from my heart. Wow. That's powerful. And that's with a P. Yes. <laughs> that is powerful and profound. Another P. <laughs> Another P. So, so Heather, you know, where was it something just that, that was always a part of your life or where did you really kind of find that, that you did have a passion for helping others? I, well, the HR piece was about helping others get where they want to go within the organization. Mm-hmm. And I learned that wasn't really... I learned that HR, while many people believe HR is for the employee, they're not. Mm, It's 100% for the protection of the employer. Uh And um, so when I chose... when I realized that really wasn't the path that I wanted to take. And like I said, my mom had passed away. My mom passed away from Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. And what I realized after she passed was that I really wanted to be that individual that helped others to maintain their dignity and the lifestyle to the best of their capability while going through this um, unbelievable life's journey. Yes. So I started a second company. Oh, which is or was? Is the second company helps patients or families with um, memory challenges. Mm. or people who've had stroke or to maintain the lifestyle that they had previously or prior to the diagnosis or to the situation and to maintain that lifestyle. Wow. 
So I helped them. And with the life coach in peace, I could also help them navigate the mindset that they're thinking as they, not them, more of the family member or the spouse, as they navigate this new path and this new journey, because some of them have been married decades and that was their partner or is their mm. partner. And they believe that they, as they get older and their finances increase, their resources increase, they would be able to do all of these activities. And now one of them cannot. Right. Yes. And the amazing amount of guilt that comes with that mm -hmm. from that is amazing. So that's the second company in honor of my mom and what she went through and how I can help others navigate. And I still do the life coaching and the career piece for mm -hmm. others, but I focus on women like me who may have had don't know their path or crushing end of a relationship a career stop, some health challenges or financial issues or the death of a loved one. That's my sweet spot. And those are mm -hmm. the people that I work with most. Well, what a beautiful tribute to, to your mom. And, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's because there is more uh, research out there to identify people that have dementia or Alzheimer's, but it does seem like, it has grown exponentially uh, over the last decade. And I know myself right now, currently, I have five uh, loved ones that are suffering from some form of dementia or Alzheimer's. And it it, it is, it's, it's really tough. Uh, it, it is a tough thing to have. So to know that you have uh, a program out there that can, can help families through this horrific, I don't know if it's a disease or what you what what you would call it, but it is it's 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 horrifying, and it's it's a, a very tough thing for anyone to go through, especially if you're the caretaker or a loved one who sees and knows what's happening, and to know that your loved one they do know something's going on, and and how frightened and scared they are. It, it's just it's really tough. So, right. I mean, kudos to you for for creating this. I mean. What a beautiful tribute to your mom. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's it. Awesome. So, so Heather, what would you say is probably uh, what you would consider to be the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you? The best piece of advice came from a friend in the military. Mm, okay. And his name was Mike. And Mike said to me, have it never settle. Whether it's one day, one month, one week, one year, whatever it is, there comes a day when you're going to say, I don't want that anymore. And the other person is going to say, but you used to like that. Mm -hmm. So that's the best piece of advice I've ever gotten was never settle. You know, you can find different opportunities to negotiate a compromise. But when you settle, it's like putting an or in the statement. It's mm. this or. or. Yeah. And somebody feel like they have lost. 
Yeah. And with the or. But when you put the and, mm -hmm. everybody wins. Wow. Yeah. That's a and, positive twist. Yes. And that's how I feel. So therefore, the best thing you can do is always put the end. It's, here's a great example. I love you and you love me. There's no or in that statement. Right. Right. And It's a win-win for both. Exactly. And whether it's an employer-employee, a partner to a partner, a brother to a sister, a parent to a child, you need the and. Mm. in that statement and never an or wow because somebody's going to be upset and feel deprived mm -hmm. yep great words of advice um i'm sure that you have had and maybe even continue to have people that um what what i call yuck your wow you you've come up with an idea of what you want to do or something that you want to pursue and somebody just kind of poo-poos it or whatever when those when that happens when someone yucks your wow how do you respond to them never believe them mm, okay yeah because when you believe them you've lost mm -hmm. so whatever your yuck is go for it because mm -hmm. that's what drives you. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. my yuck was people would say, you'd never make a living by doing a residential cleaning service. Well, I will say today, as I sit here, I make more money through my businesses than I did in HR. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. And when the ex-husband was divorcing me, he said, when I married Heather, she was on her way to make six figures. Well, I didn't do that in HR, but I do that in my business. Gosh, good for you. That is awesome. Yes, I love that. That is perfect. So right now, at this point in your life, what are you passionate about personally and professionally? I am passionate about being my authentic self. Mm -hmm. I am passionate about helping others to find their extraordinary life and live it every day. Mm -hmm. I am passionate about the Eagles, the band, not the, the not the football team. <laughs> and I am passionate about my son. Excellent. Okay. Now, uh, what would you say that right now at this point in your life, uh, your purpose is personally and professionally? is helping others to live their extraordinary life. Beautiful, beautiful. And um, what would you say is your superpower? My superpower is finding the patterns in the everyday things that we do. Mm -hmm. Very good. Uh, and how is it that you're living your best life, or as I like to call it, living your best dash? I get to choose every day my work my clients and i love i don't have any regrets from those choices mm -hmm. you know it's I, I will tell you i work hard i work seven days a week but i am so happy when i come home at the end of the day that i would not have choose anything better or anything different that's 
That's very cool. That's awesome. Well, Heather, are there any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you would like to share with our audience? Again, the final thought, words of wisdom is whenever you're faced with a choice, decision, or opportunity, choose in favor of your passion. Your heart Mm -hmm. is always right. The head is full of false beliefs, ideas, and concepts. Beautiful. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for being my guest today. It has been a pleasure and a joy uh, to to be with you. Pleasure being the main word because it's a P word. Uh, So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I totally appreciate it. So I I know that there are going to be people that are watching on YouTube right now and listening on one of the podcast platforms that are thinking, I want to connect with this person and I want to get some of what she's got, that peace and that purpose and passion. So how can they connect with you? I am at Roadmap Heather, whether it's through Gmail, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, everything is at Roadmap Heather. Excellent. And those of you that have been following along with the podcast series, you know that in the description, the links to connect with Heather are going to be there. So if you didn't get that of what she just said, just go to the description. Her link is right there. Hit the link and it will give you direct access to her. Once again, it has been a pleasure to have you here, uh, Heather. And I so appreciate you telling your story and and finding all of what your passion and purpose is because you are living your best dash and that is that is motivational and inspirational thank you so much i thank you have a great one all right and for those of you out there listening remember to subscribe and follow this podcast and invite your friends and family to subscribe as all as well and also uh, don't forget to go to my website and that's at www.pathwayswithpatty.org Sign up for a free Zoom chat with me, or you can also get my Pathway to a New Beginning Roadmap. So until we meet again, continue to live your best dash and know that life's an adventure. And I want you to enjoy the journey because your life matters. Thank you for joining us today and may God bless you all.